Turn to the book of Acts chapter 3. This is going to be my message for the summer. I am, uh, as I said, I think it is awesome what we're enjoying today. I realize that uh, you work hard. We work hard. At, you work hard at your work, at doing your, your, your family life, taking care of some of you, taking care of parents, and some are taking care of children, and, and a lot that's going on. Uh, you're busy at work, working probably more than ever, and then I, I, even on Sundays, our choir does double duty, and many of you do double duty, and, and so the summer's a time where you kind of take a, a deep breath, relax, exhale, and enjoy some things, and take some time. I think you should. I think it's very biblical that you relax and that you rest. I believe that. I've never fussed when people, you guys work hard, you get your vacation, take your vacation. Go somewhere, hide out, rejuvenate and refresh and restore and do all those things. Summer's busy for many things. We do, we play, we play ball, we go to the beach, we go to the mountains, all kind of things are going on. And that is just really great. So, I'm excited that I want to talk to you about how we can do summer and really make an impact for the kingdom uh, and what we can really do. I, I think each day is important. Every, and, and while we're taking a vacation from work and a vacation from routine, we should never take a vacation from God. All right? So I want to talk to you how we can kind of preserve that. Keep that in place. Each day has some significance to it. Matter of fact, today, June the 2nd, uh, is I'm celebrating uh, an anniversary with the greatest woman I know. And you say, why do you think she's that great? Because she's lived with me for a long time. <laughs> and she is great. She is kind. She is patient. She is the love of my life. Glad God gave her to me. And so we, we'll, we get to celebrate that today. And... Uh, uh, just, uh, man, God's good. That's one of the days we celebrate. Other days will come along. We'll celebrate birthdays and things like that. But the summer has those days where you go off together and make memories as a family or as a couple. Uh, and that's cool. I don't want you to feel guilty like, oh, you know. No, I want you to enjoy your time because God's given you a day. He's given you a season as, as, as was sung earlier. You looked at the, the clip we started with of all the, what's all happening today. That's every day. Those kind of things happen every day. But make the days count. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Make your days count in the summer. Make them count. So I want to share with you from the Scripture how someone did that. And let that be a model for us. And then we will talk about how we can apply it, okay? Because here's what I know. Every day is for the taking. We either gain ground for God's kingdom or we lose ground. Every day, we just either, either advance the kingdom or we're kind of not. And so the good news is each day has potential victory for the believer. Acts chapter 3, I'm going to go through this and talk to you as I, as I read it. Uh, Pentecost has come. Man, the church is fired up. Holy Spirit's doing great things. And that's the only way the church kingdom advances incidentally is when the Holy Spirit does great things. So here's what we got. Peter and John, verse 1, went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer. Uh, prayed three times a day, and this is one of the times they were going to pray. All right? Here's what I want you to get first and foremost. In the life and the grind of life and even the relaxation of life and the vacations in life are great. But here's the first thing I want you to get. Make the time to talk with God. 
I know there's a lot going on. You're trying to make schedules and get to airports and get to hotel rooms and condos, and I get all that. Make the time to talk with God every day. Thank Him for the time you have. Ask Him to bless your rest, your relaxation. Engage Him in what's going on in your life. Take a vacation from work. Take a vacation from church activity. But don't take a vacation from God. Man, make the time you got busy. I know you're trying to get the kids to the beach or to the mountains, and and you're trying to get the restaurants before everybody else does. I get all that. Make the time to talk with God. When you get up, talk to him a moment. Spend time with him. Relax with him. You might be amazed what he'll teach you in that time. Because I have found when I'm relaxing and I'm kind of high, kind of taking a break from my routine, God has my attention more than he usually does. And every once in a while, he passes some real nuggets in my life. I'm going, wow, that's awesome, Lord. Because for the first time, I kind of sit down and listen, and I'm not in a hurry. Uh, we just got back from our vacation. You guys are so gracious to let me have. I didn't even take my golf clubs. And I, I, I you know, guys are texting me, where are you playing today? I didn't bring my golf clubs and I, I, because I'm just relaxing, man. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm just spending time with Charlene. We're going to eat. We're going to the beach. We're doing, right. But you make time to talk with God. Now, it's important that you do that. These guys were making time to talk with God. This is what they were going to pray. It was a, it was a major part of their life. It was a priority. It was their first response, not a last resort. It was a pleasurable experience for them. You know, if, if prayer should be a great time. I enjoy talking with my friends and my family, and I should enjoy talking with God. It should be a pleasure. If it's not a pleasure to talk with God, you need to find out why. That's not normal for a believer. If you don't enjoy talking with God, you need to find out why. But you should say, Lord, I'm, I'm glad to talk to you today, man. You gave us a beautiful sunrise today, man. The water looked so great. That's awesome. Lord, thank you for a great sunset. My, we like to celebrate sunsets because that means we made it another day. And so uh, we take we got pictures of all kinds of sunsets. I said, Lord, thank you for letting me see that today. I don't know. It might be the last one I ever see. I got to see that. I got to share that. You talk to him. He's a part of your trip. He's a part of your journey. He's a part of your life. Make the time to talk with God. And I know you're saying we've got a lot to do. One of my favorite quotes from, quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. is this. When he was talking about his schedule and uh, he was so busy, he said, how do you make time to pray? And here's what he would say. I have so much to do today. I must pray. I won't get any of it done. Pretty good thought. Make time to talk about the second thing. Look, let's look further. Okay, as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in each day. That means he was there every day, and they had probably seen him before because these guys went to the temple every day, all right, uh, pretty much on a regular basis. <coughs> and so they approached the temple, and a man was there each day. He was put beside the temple gate, the one called Beautiful, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty wise. You're going, hey, the people who are most generous are the ones who have a relationship with God. At least that's what it should be. 
And so if I'm going to find me a place to ask for money, it's going to be outside the church. And so that's where this guy was. And certainly people would see his condition. They would certainly be moved with sympathy and compassion. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Now, here's what I want you to get. The second thing in really capturing, making time count and capturing the summer is this. Seize the moment to touch a person. Seize the moment. There's moments that happen in our journey as we travel, as we eat in restaurants, as we go to the beach, as we go to various shows. (coughs) And you somehow bump into people. Seize the moment to touch a life. Seize the moment. All of a sudden, Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk, which is worth far more than silver and gold. I, I want to tell you something. As we go through life's journey, as we go through uh, our summer and vacation and interact with people, sometimes we're friends or relatives, not, every, not everyone knows Jesus. And a lot of times they're expecting things from you or they're wanting things from you. And, and yet sometimes you need to say, let me tell you something that's really important. Let me tell you what's more important than gold or silver. That's having a relationship with Christ. Let me tell you what's more important than gold or silver. That's having my sins forgiven and having my life transformed. Let me tell you what's more important than the things I have, the things I own. It is, the, it is the, my relationship with my Heavenly Father who loves me unconditionally. You see, that's what we have to give people. And we need to be giving that out. So we seize the moment to touch a life. People around us are hurting. I, I, I say this. There's, there's two things I, I would say about this. When you seize the moment to touch a person or life, there's intersections in life. We cross paths with people who are hurting every day or in need every day. That's just how it is. There's intersections of people, and I believe they're divine intersections. And they, they're where we, where we cross people's paths. We think it's an accident. There's no such thing as accidents. When people cross your paths, that's awesome. That God is either trying to do something for them or something for you. Just seize the moment. A lot of times God's trying to bless you. You don't seize the moment because you're too busy. He wants to do something for you. He sent that person to bless you. Take the moment. Do not ignore people. Say, but I'm on vacation. I understand. You understand me. I I am really introverted. You're going, you're kidding. No, I really am. I'm okay. You put me in a room by myself. I'm really okay. I can play golf by myself, man. I'm, I'm having a ball. I always shoot better when I play by myself. It's kind of strange. <laughs> but, you know, um, here, here's what I know. So I'm kind of like, I like my solitude. I like my, but I realize there's people out there that I need to, I need to talk to, I need to say hey to, I need to show an interest. And so intersections happen. Interruptions happen. Man, interruptions happen. Sometimes you're doing something, people interrupt you. And you, the first thing is to get aggravated. I don't believe in accidents. I believe everything has a purpose. That interruption may keep me from getting in an accident down the road. Five minutes from now, 
I've learned to trust that God orders my steps because that's what the Bible says. The steps of righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So a righteous person, he's got our steps. He's counting them. Many knows where we're supposed to go. So there's no accidents there. So seize the moments to touch a person's life with intersections or interruptions. They come. Uh, uh, let me tell you what I do. Uh, we went to, we went to, uh, 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 Shawnee's mom didn't have a place. We went there and stayed and, and had a good time. And it was great. Well, I'm the kind of guy, once I find a place I like, I have about three or four places I eat because number one, I'm a picky eater. And number two, I, there's, I really like what they have. I like their menu. I like their price. And so that's going to be, I'm going to be a loyal customer. I'm going to be there. And so we had a place, that, we had a couple places we ate pretty much regular. One of them we ate really every day. They're either dinner or, or lunch. We ate there every day. And so, and, and I'd been there before. This is one of my favorite places. And so we go there, and, and they kind of know us. And that's kind of neat. Hey, good to see you again. Haven't been here in a while, you know. You know why they do that? Because I talk to them. When someone comes to take my order, I say, tell me about your day. How's your day? You having a good day? Let me tell you what I learned from my servers this, this past week. I learned one of them is getting married. They, they're, they're getting married uh, next, uh, uh, in, in September, and, they're, they're, and they told me about a fiancé. Another one I discovered is mentoring a, a, a child whose mom's in jail. I'm going, wow, we just talk. I would go by and say, the manager's staff's great, man. They're awesome. I, I, I thank you for taking care of us. And so uh, we went on a, uh, and, and we just, I got to know, uh, hey, tell me what you're doing. I met a guy who's from Germany, told me about his parents. He's, uh, what happens? Because you show an interest. You know what I found? People will tell you their story. If you take time to listen to them and touch their life. And then you get to pass on sometimes a word. Uh, and you get to share and engage in what's going on. And you show concern or you, or, or you rejoice with them. You celebrate with them. Some are having a bad day. Some are having a real bad day. Life isn't good. Uh, there was a guy that, that came up to our table, and, and, and he, uh, he just kind of, he was an older guy. And you could tell he was lonely. You could just tell. And uh, so Charlene said, why don't you sit down with us and talk? Now, I must confess, that's a little, I'm thinking, you know, it's my vacation now. You know, wait a minute. <laughs> But uh, anyway, teach it down. Man, the guy told us his story. Wife left him after 30-something years. I mean, it was a, I mean, a story. I'm talking story. <laughs> and, uh, man, he didn't know Jesus. I had a lot of money, but that wasn't his biggest need. I mean, he didn't need money, but he needed the Lord. Uh, and you sit and you try to say, okay, I'm going to tell you how this works. Talk about intersections, intersections and interruptions. We're sitting there, and so we go on a, it's like a, 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 a Friday night, and it's like backed up. There's an hour and 15-minute wait, but, hey, I'm on vacation. It's okay. I'm, I'm just having a good time sitting there with the greatest woman in the world, uh, and it's awesome. So it's cool. And, you know, so uh, all of a sudden, uh, I sent Charlene in, so you go in and get a name on the book, and I'll go park, because I had to park a long way away. And so uh, she did that, and, and so 
uh, I'm walking across the parking lot, going to the front door, and, and there's the manager. And he said, man, did you find a place to park? I said, yeah, I had to ride around about five times. But yeah, it's great. <laughs> hey, he said, fantastic. He said, we got a place for you. He had said to Charlene, hey, uh, let me take care of you. And I don't know how he did that on the books. Don't ask, you know, just said, okay. But he took us and he put us in a, the best table in the house. He said, you guys eat here a lot. You're good customers. I just want to take care of you. And uh, <laughs> as, it, as, as it would have it, they messed up my order. <laughs> <laughs> and he came out and took care of it. And the, and the guy from Germany was waiting on us. The guy from Germany came up and said, and this is not the guy kind of blew it, but I didn't say anything. This is not what you say if you're trying to make an impression on people. Uh, he said, for some reason, our, our, our manager likes you. I'm thinking, well, I think there's several good reasons why I should like us, man. I mean, what do you mean for some reason? Oh, I think there's a lot of reasons why I should like us. We're here almost every day. He said, man, our manager likes you. Listen, I don't know this guy. I don't. But he is just, you know, God's blessing me through this guy. He comes and says, man, sorry, messed up your order. I'll take care of it. Tony, you got to do that, man. We're, hey, this is cool. No, 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 take care of it. So he came back and said, hey, guys, took this off your bill, da 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 It's awesome, awesome, awesome. And then, uh, uh, and then so we'd go in at lunch, and he'd come talk to us. I, I learned he was, he was a diver, went to Argentina, told me his life, talked about stuff, okay? Understand, this is what Jesus did all the time. Look in the Gospels. He was going on the way that someone else had an agenda, uh, and, and a lady with issue of blood interrupted him. And he stopped because it was divine interruption. He was on the way somewhere else, and a blind man hollered out his, Have mercy on me, son of David. And he stopped. If Jesus, being who he is, with all he had to do, took the time to stop, we have no excuse not to. I mean, if you think you're busier than God, you got a problem. Because we keep him pretty busy, just all that we do. And, and so I've learned, I'm learning this. I'm learning this now. Man, talk to people, ask about them. Tell me what you do. What's, what's, what's you like doing? What's, and we develop. Then another, we're eating lunch here, and a guy, the, 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 the server comes back and says, uh, Our manager took care of your lunch today. It's on the house. I said, Wow. Somebody ain't got to do that. I love coming here. He said, No, no. I just want to do it. And, and you know, and then on and on. And we had another wait for an hour and a half, and we got seated. He said, it's going to take me a little longer today, but I'll get you in. You know why? Because those, those two things, I was nice to all his workers. They knew who we were because they talked to us, and they knew about us. We knew about them. And I, and I tipped generously. Uh, and I was kind, never fussed. Not everything was perfect. I didn't fuss. Man, I have more than I deserve. On my worst day, I have more than I deserve, incidentally. Now, so what I'm telling you is, but I got to meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of people and hear their stories. And I got to talk to them. Uh, and and, and you know, so this is how life works. You got to get this. Well, let me get to the thing that's real important here. Because I'm looking, I'm thinking, I got till 12 o'clock to preach, but I really don't, do I? 
Let me hustle on here. Wow. Oh, here we go. Oh, man. Let me get to the last thing. All right. And so the guy was healed. God did something miraculous, marvelous, because these guys stopped. I'm just asking you, uh, and you go uh, take the opportunity and seize the moment, touch one. But the last thing, take the opportunity to tell the story. Take the opportunity to tell the story of God in your life. You ain't got to preach a sermon. Uh, uh, We'll do a crossover in in Houston, Texas for the Southern Baptist Convention coming up in a few days. Crossover Saturdays when you just go out and talk to people and hand out tracts. Just to see what God will do. Every convention, we have hundreds of people saved. Because we just simply said, I want to talk to you for a minute. I want to give you something. And so, take the opportunity to tell the story. Peter, look at verse 12. Peter saw his opportunity. You see, when this guy got healed, and everybody said, this guy's been lame forever, man. He's been there now. He's walking around. He's praising God. And Peter said, I see an opportunity to talk about Jesus. Wait a minute. And he took the opportunity to talk about the Lord. He told the story of Christ. He, and, and he talked about, he reported his story. He reported God's story. I want to give you something very practical. And I'm going to be through. Please hear me. Take the time to talk with people. Ask about them. Show interest in them. And when you get a chance, tell your story. Talk about what God's doing in your life. Uh, you know, don't go into preacher mode. Most people ain't going to listen to that. They, they're probably on vacation too. But what you want to do is tell them what God's doing in your life and let plant seeds. You may get a chance to lead someone to Christ. That's very possible. I've, I've had that happen. But more than likely, you're going to plant seeds. And that's awesome because you'll plant a seed and someone else plant a seed. And next thing you know, God's bringing a harvest. And he's the one that brings a harvest anyway. I trust him with that. Take the moment, take, take the opportunity to tell the story. Let me give you some suggestions because I know you guys are doing a lot of things. Some of you are going to be doing ball. you got all-stars. you got traveling teams. Let me tell you what I would challenge you to do. Just practical. On that Sunday morning, announce to the guys and maybe tell the coaches, look, we're going to have a little inspirational time in our room. We're going we're gonna to read a verse of scripture and have some prayer and just, just kind of get ready for the day. Celebrate the Lord's Day. You ain't got to preach. I'm talking take five minutes, ten minutes. Say, we're going to come together. Uh, when my son played uh, travel ball, this is what we did this. I would take my vacations to line up when he had to go do like something out of state and so forth and so on. And uh, uh, I remember getting Danny, uh, Danny Pitts. We were down in Baton Rouge. He said, man, let's get them everybody together. I said, let's do that. We'll, and we, had a, we got a room. The hotel gave us a room. Didn't cost anything, and we had a little morning. We'd sit there and shared some scripture and, and just talked about a few things and fired the guys up, shared Jesus, and had some prayer. I had a man come to that that never goes to church, but he came to that and listened and talked about it afterward. Hey, do something like that. Say, so look, we're just going to have a little inspirational time. Don't say we're going to preach. They won't show up. But we're going to talk. We're going to share. Just want to have a moment to honor God today. Because you don't take a vacation from God. Find a church to visit. Go somewhere and, man, let God bless you. Every time I've gone to church on my vacation, I've learned something. And God's given me something I can use. 
uh, do something together, maybe as a family. Say, so we're going to have a little prayer time and just uh, read some scripture this morning because it's Sunday. You say, but we've got to get to the beach. The beach is going nowhere. It'll be there 10 minutes from now. I know you've got to get to the chairs where everybody else does. You've got to get the poolside where you want to get. I understand all that. But let's, let's, let's understand. Let's make something really count this summer. Okay? Make something count. Share your story with your family. Not, let me share it. Hey, I want to talk about, hey, what God's done in my life lately. Maybe you want to share that he gave you a great opportunity to have a vacation or how something came together and, and somehow he blessed you. See, what I've done today is told you some stories in my life because I want you to know how that's what you do. You just talk. See, I'll tell a lot of people, but let me tell you what God did for me and, 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 and let me tell you what we enjoyed. That's just a favor of God, man. That's a grace of God. I want to brag on him. I don't understand why people did what they did, but I'm glad they did. So, I'm telling you, enjoy your summer. Take advantage of it. Relax, rest, regroup, restore, renew, all those things. But also realize there's opportunities to take, moments to seize, and people to touch as you're going because there's no accidents in the life of a believer.